Thanks for tuning in to This Week Let's Talk Movies. This is Josh Prawn. I'm Steve Vickus. And we are... Omega Level. Omega Level! Omega Level. Omega Level. So continuing from uh, Let's Talk Comics, this is now Let's Talk Movies. Big changes. That's right. There will be analysis. There's no more. It's gone. Boom. Erase it from your memories. Delete. Don't don't go back on our channel and look for those videos. They, they don't exist. They do. They, they do, but we're embarrassed, okay? <laughs> Just, uh, you know, click there and uh, hit some likes, you know? And this week, Let's Talk Movies, District 9. Nominated for four Oscars. Best Picture is one of them. Wow. I don't think it won one. No, it did it's not. because it's trash. It's uh, utter garbage. But that's what we do here at Omega Level Podcast. We like to re- talk about movies that are trash. You know, they're garbage. We're like prawn just searching through the garbage. <laughs> yep, that's all we do. Like those ca- that the remaining cat food that's left, but we don't find any. Yeah, and it's, it's a bunch of empty cans. And as prawn, it's our fault that we were taking from a ship that nobody knew anything about and forced to live in the slums. But yeah, no, that's our fault, right? Yeah, that's one of the things I liked about the movie. God. We're skipping forward a little bit. <laughs> hey, can't have like, order. The humans brought the disorder. problem on themselves. Yeah, sure, the the ship like landed there and just kind of like hovered, but we brought them down to Earth, and then we complain. <laughs> yeah, and then we're like, oh, what, what are they doing here? They're getting sent back to where they came from. What? Why do we even? Why'd you even go up there? Yeah, don't get me wrong. For the first 15 minutes of this movie, it was like cataloged as uh, media, like the journalist yeah, and all these like movie documentary. Yep, yep. You have all these news stations getting in on this. Like, w- there's a huge mothership that, that we know of. I, I don't think it's the mothership. Yeah, th- well, it, to I mean, that group of people. For this movie, it's the mothership. It, for it this movie, is. Yep. there was one million prawn on it. God, it's unreal. They didn't. Uh, did they bring them all down? Yeah. Okay, so they all just jam-packed in this small little area I don't think that they is left categorized. Anything, they, and they were just to starve. <laughs> yep. And the setup for this movie, going in with all those different news reports, finding this mothership, bringing down these aliens that they thought were malnourished, but they all still looked that skinny. That's just their race. I still think they were malnourished. You though. think so? They were there for three months, and there was like all sorts of like... But why were they know, sent there in the first place? Who you knows? don't think that they were sent there and had like some sort of... like They were probably surveying they were probably the earth. probably refugees from their own home or something. True, because when they, obviously, we'd like to jump forward, so get used to that. Jeez. Uh, the main one, which they call him Christopher, correct? Yeah, Is that Christopher. what you said? Tech genius. He's like one of two, one of three that actually know the tech. Him, his son, and a and buddy. Paul. Uh, was that Paul, his buddy? Yeah, I don't know if they ever called him Paul in the movie. I can't remember, but that's what I just saw. That is like what he's labeled? As, yeah. Okay. It was real sad, and I got the impression that Paul was his lover. Might have been just a best friend. They've been working together for 20 years to try and get get the hell off this planet. 20 years. Just to accumulate enough of this little mysterious liquid thus to be able to fuel their little spaceship, their little module that fell off the ship to go back to the motor Yep, ship. and the house that Christopher was on is the ship to actually ascend them up well, there. It's like underneath their little shack. It's underneath the shack. I don't shack. know how they didn't find it. For all we know, they I mean, they had somehow computer stuff, so that could have either been from the ship itself or they're able I to get out of District 9. I think they all that stuff. You don't... You think well, some can get again, out? I don't know, because he did kind of make a comment. He's like, oh, that's human tech. That's useless. But all that stuff looked like it was made from like human computers and mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, that stuff that fuels their ship can turn people into prawn. Who knows what that liquid's capable of? Apparently, just any number of things. Yeah, because the first time, uh, when you're watching this movie, first time, I got that impression. Second time, obviously not, that they're trying to turn everyone into prawn. That's my first no, thought. I, I don't you know didn't get that vibe? That. No, no. Because when he get it, I was well, like, "Oh man, is it going to be?" Christopher was wanting to like help him. He's like, "There's a technology on the ship that can fix you." That's true. He said he needed three years to be able to fix him. Because that's well, what happened. Three years, not I don't think just to fix him is because he wants to help his own people first. Okay, so, so that was the timeline. So, Vickus is his priority number two. Okay, understandable. But he still I gave him his word. Because Vickus wanted to evic- evict him. 
that's what I thought was a great character arc for Vickis was he, yeah, they paint him so bad. I mean, he, you know, he's doing his job, but man, he just treats their, like they're not people. And I mean, yes, they're not he's humans. He's not alone in treating them like no, that. No, absolutely You see not. that with absolutely like plenty of the other news reports. Like one of the, one of the residents there's like, it, w- it wouldn't be bad if they were from a different country, but they're not even from this planet. So we just want them gone. I don't care where they just got to go, which, you know, that's definitely not true. Because this man. entire movie is basically just like an allegory for like racism and like mm-hmm. apartheid and the treatment of refugees and whatnot. Just how n- not to do it and how they just their poverty. They're like, oh, they're just they're trash. They're aliens from another it world. It probably that wasn't always trash. that bad because District Nine was just supposed to be a temporary housing, but after twenty years, it's just devolved into like slums, like yep. slum-like conditions where they're literally just living in like sheets of metal and everything's falling apart, and they just have to scavenge through trash and break losses to survive which you know just does not help their reputation but they also aren't like super familiar with like human customs and whatnot yep and they're obviously also getting leached off of by other humans to stay make that their home as well and that's the warlord oh yeah but he's opportunistic i mean yeah they're cashing in on an opportunity to make what they had all the aliens guns yeah yeah they're trading like cat food because the the, the aliens. Should I say prawn because even in the They're, movie they call them like they said that's a derogatory term. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I, we'll call them prawn. There's no such thing. I'm not offending. We don't know their it. actual species, so it's hard to say. They happen to be like addicted to cat food for whatever reason. It's like catnip, but like way stronger because they're trading their own weapons like for cat food. Which these warlords, humans can't even use like these this alien weapon. It's like bio locked to their DNA, mm-hmm. so I like only cool. their species can use it. Yeah, it was pretty neat. And of course, the second that Vickis is acknowledged of having these transformations slowly but surely. I mean, well, slowly but not slowly at the same time. Well, within like, like forty eight hours, I think he had like a prawn hand, which he was only exposed to because he was evicting Christopher, and he told Paul to like buy him some time. He told him to be nice though. And what's funny is he acknowledged that chemistry set as something they've seen before. Did you catch that? I thought he said that they hadn't seen anything like that. No, not the the computer stuff. But when they saw the chemistry set, they said, oh, we've seen stuff like that before. Oh, he like, said it's definitely illegal. Yeah. He said, yep. that he's, keep, a, keep your guns on him. He's probably got weapons somewhere. That was Paul's house. But at Christopher's house, they would never seen that. They're like, whoa, oh, yeah. what, a, what a thing. They just got enough fuel, so they're trying to get rid of that and not have it be caught and confiscated. Because who wants the 20 years' work to just be gone in the blink of an eye? God, and it was. When he was having these transformations, of course the government wanted to uh, study him, wanted to figure out how this is happening, because this is the biggest thing that's happened on on, you know, since they since their uh, arrival to the Earth. Yeah, he he's obviously like mutating into a prawn. But the thing is, is like I think this has possibly happened before because he's are talking about like how he's a chimera. But I think like this is the first chimera I think that they've caught like mid like metamorphosis or like the one that he's only survived for this long. Oh, so they've had people. I, I didn't catch think, that line. I, I think, think so. Line. I think they talked about that for like one or two lines. But regardless, yeah, like. They just want to use him because he's the first like human prawn like mixture. He's that at that he's at that sweet point to where like he's not fully mutated, but they're going to be able to study like how it's happening, and mm-hmm. they'll probably be able to replicate that. So that way, ultimately, they want to have soldiers that can use like prawn weaponry because this seems to be like on like a destructive scale that human humanity like has not been able to reach yet. At least with like basic like automatic rifles and stuff, not not like necessarily like nuclear warfare or anything like that what seemed like simple tech to the aliens they were just blasting through stuff like when he had a scene with the warlord yeah this and he used that one machine violent. just crazy let's just say, let's just say if like if anyone was to be shot with a prawn weapon like you're gonna have to mop them up but won't go into detail but 
one shot from this electricity cannon, and that's all she wrote. Yes, about like you'll get to see like seven different examples of that. I think. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think seven or seven. If you didn't catch seven, it the first like first two times, you'll be able to see it like a few other times. It's not like the movie's like overly violent, but like it's used effectively. That's the one thing I like about the, the director's movies is like they seem. Like, I mean, yeah, it's sci-fi, but it seems like almost grounded. I believe I can see that. It's not like there's just a big old war going on between like planet Earth and some invading force. Mm-hmm. Also, another thing though is like I'm pretty sure all these aliens are like CGI. I don't think there's like any practical effects with like the aliens, but like no mocap. I don't even know pretty about sure mocap. Body mount. Maybe, but they seem like they're actually there. Mm-hmm. Like, this is like one of the most impressive uses of CGI that I've seen. It did get a nom for visual effects. I don't know if this is a fact, but it seems like Titanfall almost seems like it takes like visual with the mech representation and stuff like that. Well, yeah, with the mechs and just like how the like the sci-fi like aspect of it. It does seem like a uh, almost steampunkish type movie when they're in the slums. I get heavy steampunk vibes. You don't get that? No. No. Mm. No. I did. Especially with how the warlords are set up and they're all that man. I did like the warlord in this movie. Like I thought he his performance is pretty interesting. I feel like they could have focused on him, built him up a little bit more. But this yeah. movie wasn't about him being the villain. I think it was more or less the humanity being the villain. Oh, that one soldier in particular is like... Yeah, I wanted to touch on that. Like He he, he loves to kill aliens, apparently. God, He's he like, lived he, for He it. even says, he's like, God, I can't believe I get paid to do this. <laughs> and they had to keep the Vickus alive, too, but he was still going to put that gun to that dude's head. Because yeah. he was about to kill one prawn and then was like, I'll do this. Vickus got saved by other prawns. Yeah, I loved his escape scene, too, from the lab. Uh, Vickus? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just uses that one arm to, like, I guess, because they do seem to be, like, pretty powerful. Mm -hmm. The one time, like, yeah, when they're evicting that one alien, I think he grabs that one dude by the arm and kicks him and, like, just Oh, immediately rips off his arm. arm. Yeah. Yeah. So So they definitely have much more strength and durability than, I mean, they show multiple times that Prawn just getting shot a couple times and surviving. Because the one that died got shot, like, six times. So they have multiple hearts. Who, Paul? Yep. Well, no, Paul not Paul. Not Paul. Shot in that dome. When the it was the same scene that you're talking about where they grabbed the dude's oh, arm. Oh yeah. That yeah, dude yeah, that yeah. ripped off his yeah. arm took like six shots. Boom, boom, boom. But I believe they have multiple hearts because they said something in a scene. The father-in-law talked about when they were dissecting him, like where to aim for, where to cut. Remember the when they were kind of well, breaking down to be the like warlords. Resilient creatures anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that and multiple hearts, I assume you know, because you can shoot one heart and still survive. Apparently. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got a backup heart. I was about to say it's the luxury of having multiple organs like that. So that's why I put myself on the on the donors list. On the waiting list. So you heard it here. If you need a heart, contact us at a mega level podcast. No, don't. Okay, don't. I like my heart. He likes all four of his hearts. It's got a lot of cholesterol. Yep. Stay away from butter kids. And I also want to touch on that Vickis, his the actor's first ever role. And he was absolutely this movie. just owns it. Absolutely. He sends you through such a roller coaster of man, I hate you. Man, I kinda like you. Man, I hate you. But dang, you did something awesome again. Yeah. And then he played Chappie, so I love him. And then he played Chappie, so this guy loves him. He's also in Elysium, which is also the director of this. Like, it's, mm. it's I haven't a, seen Elysium yet, but it's definitely like I'm gonna watch that soon. Definitely awesome. Christopher uh, also thought it was adorable. The pr- little prawn, Christopher's son. I don't son. think they ever give him a name. I think they just call him Little One. Little One. And he yeah, was super, like that's most what of the time, like, like the aliens look pretty gross overall. But the design. Not to be a jerk, I guess, against these aliens. Not to be like one of the many humans that just. I mean, I don't, think, like I don't think crawfish look good. So, <laughs> <You know? laughs> Nothing against him. Great design. Uh, did think the little one was adorable, though. The little in a weird one way. was very cute. Uh, and really tech savvy. Just, like, he tries to be friendly with Vickis. He's like, that fuel goes here. He said, we're going to go up to home. <laughs> he said, God, you're just talking too much. Just be quiet. And he's like, you're like me. 
Also, like, yeah, yeah when Vic is first, is like, you want a lollipop? <laughs> he just chucks it at his head. <laughs> Nails him in It's the like, head. I'll give you candy. Come here, you little brat. So you need to teach your kids some manners. Uh, and the government officials that are involved in trying to capture Vickis, his father-in-law. Yes, his father-in-law, who gave him that position anyway, like to evict all the aliens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He sets him up for failure, basically. And of course, the terrible person in me trying to find a fault in the relationship. I thought the, the wife was in on it the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> you just look for the faults in people. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm just like, man, I don't trust these humans. I don't trust these humans. But she was good. She was on his side. Yeah. They, at the beginning, they kind of hint towards the end because they always comment that, like, Vickis always made her, like, little uh, trinkets and gifts. Mm-hmm. And, like, and she sat on, like, one of his little pottery things by mistake. When, yeah, when he's escaping from the facility after he gets out, he starts basically living like a prawn, digging through trash, trying to gain, like, yeah, you see him, like, walking on the sidewalk, takes that one dude's phone and starts sprinting off. Just starts running, and that's a very, that's something that happens in real life, so that's like not like a sandwich it. out of the trash. Just and eventually, eating. like, he realizes that so many people are hunting him that, like... Well, he also he, goes, he does one of the most unthinkable the... things that he can do. Like he just hides in District Nine. True. Who would ever be looking for the the yeah, guy? He tries to hide right underneath their noses. Uh, and then he goes into Christopher's house, and Chris is just like, "Well, you tried to evict me. Get out of my home." <laughs> he's, he's like, like "No, no they're going to kill me." Yeah. Stayed there, and uh, before he got to District Nine, they spread disinformation about him. They oh, lied. They yeah. slandered his name to make people think, like, be scared. Don't yeah, trust this guy. He's crazy. That he had sex with a prawn and gained like a contagious STD. Which is apparently transform you into a prawn. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. That's a thing. There already were, like, interspecies prostitution run by that warlord. I guess it's not a bad thing because I guess, like, they said that he got an STD. I guess the other ones are trying to be mostly safe. But I assume that's still, like, highly looked down on. Oh, I I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's an alien. That one, when he tries to get food, he's like, how'd you do this one? And he did that at a diner, too. I thought that was interesting. He was trying to get some burgers, and they immediately saw his face, and everybody left the burger place. They're like, nope, nope. (laughs) They brought a gun out immediately. No one wants a contagious STD. They were going to kill him. I mean, uh, do you see their location? I mean, there's a lot of crime there. I know, but to kill a guy because he had sex with something? Contagious STD. (laughs) I'm just saying people don't go around killing people with AIDS. That's You know what I'm saying? Used to. Yeah, but we're better than that now. That was 30 years ago. Oh my god! But we're better. We learn from the yesterday. Okay, does that make sense to you guys? No, it doesn't. All right, let's carry on. So going back, uh, when he's running away from, I guess the M and U police, he ends up going back to District Nine because no one would look for him there. Like right underneath everyone's noses, he goes into Christopher's home, discovers that uh, Christopher's been working for twenty years to gain enough fuel to fly that little module. Back to the mothership, so that way they can ultimately uh, leave planet Earth because who wants to stick around this place anymore? Yeah. They, they've been there for 20 years. They have not been accepted yet. Or um, barely help. While Vickis was under MNU's uh, care, uh, they, they confiscated that fuel, and that's what they end up conversating about with Christopher is that all that fuel is gone. He's like, well, we need, we need more. He's like, well, that, it took me 20 years to get that much. He's very frustrated. But they end up coming to the conclusion that Vickis is going to help Christopher break back into MNU so that way they can get that fuel, they can go to the ship, and Christopher will able to be able to uh, fix Vickis, be able to reverse his uh, metamorphosis, and, if that's what you want to call it. Yeah, and obviously Vickis wasn't too thrilled about that. He was like, no, help me, help me, once he gets the fuel, they got back to the ship. Well, like, yeah, help but me. at that point, I don't think he told him that, would be <laughs> that he'd be leaving for three years. True, he said, I'll help you, but he's like... Uh, Christopher was like my people first. Hey, Vickis slid in a way too because during that whole like mid battle while they're at the MNU place trying to get that fuel back, he told him he's like, "Well, 
I did tell you that we'd be able to break in. I didn't say I had an escape plan. Yeah. So he lied to him in a way. Also, I mean, Vickis is kind of like a jerk like throughout most of the movie because there's a section later where like he's very he selfish. almost leaves Christopher. And that's what we're going into is like when they but get the fuel. When they break. Anyway, they go to the facility. They use their mm-hmm. weapons because Vickis can use an alien gun now. Awesome. Uh, breaking into the MNU place that he just recently escaped from. There's a nice little moment where he says he doesn't want to kill anybody, and he gets shot in his bulletproof vest and accidentally shoots someone at that moment. He's like, I thought you didn't want to kill anyone. He's like, he shot me. I forgot. We kind of skipped a moment. Going back to the it's facility. what we do, baby. They're breaking into there so that way they can get the fuel. The reason why Vickis was even there to begin with is because they're trying to, like, use his DNA. They had him, like, testing weapons. Very nice scene. Like, he kept, like, Tragic scene. cattle prodding him to force him to pull the trigger. He's just shooting, like, mostly just pig carcasses and stuff, but then eventually they bring in an actual prawn for him to shoot. And that's when he's like, I'll pull the trigger. Just don't, I'll shoot any pig you want. I don't care. I'll pull the trigger. I'll pull the trigger. And, of course, they make him kill that, so. Yeah, uh, you can see the fear in that prawn's, like, body language. It's pretty sad. I mean, he just got obliterated. Yeah, but I assume he didn't feel anything for the most part. (laughs) Those weapons, I don't think you feel anything. It's it's unreal. It's unreal. (laughs) If you feel that, I'm, God. Because well, like one of the effects, it seems like they shoot like a grenade, but then it just seems like a big old lightning cloud. It seems mm-hmm. that was pretty mm-hmm. nice. Well, they get this fuel. They try, and their plan is, you know, to go back to Christopher's house. Mm-hmm. They got to be able to fuel the tank, and that's all they have is for that mission to shoot up. Well, of course, they ended up somehow finding—not uh, somehow, but they found Vickis where his location was. They find the house that he's at. Well, I think they tracked him because they like him because the, wife the phone call, him, yeah. and of course. And it, this is what made me, I was so questioning why I thought she was involved. I was like, man, she's just calling him. Like, I, my first thought watching it too, I'm like, they're tracking him. They're tracking him. And even on the second even on the second watch, I was like, oh, man, I still get that impression that she's doing that. But the father-in-law is in on this. Yeah. He's listening on that. So, of course, they tracked it immediately. Uh, they're going through their whole, can I say it, rigmarole? No? Not going to stick? I'm sorry. Apologize. I apologize. Okay. No? Go on. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, but they get in there, and that's when Ficus is like, can you fix me? And he's like, no, it's going to be three years. And he's just like, no, it's not. Fix yeah, me he's now. He's like, I need, to f- I need to help my people first. Yeah, and he kind of scared little one in that scene, too. I didn't like that. Kind of how he got all pumped up, little, little one. Little one's brave. Threw a lollipop at him. <laughs> so that justifies treating <laughs> him like crap. He's adorable. They hear he the helicopters. The, he, uh, he hits him with a freaking gun. I mean, that's uh, his, his first betrayal of Christopher. He's like, after Christopher's, like, I will help you later. Just give me three years. He's like, oh, okay. Boom, right to the back of the head. Mm-hmm. Knocked him out. Went into the ship because little one was already in there. Christopher was telling him to go there because they're ready They're ready for departure. Time to go back to the mothership. God, and the scene really bugged me. I was like, man, see, that's another moment where Vickis is like, dude, you were doing so good. Yeah, he's trying to leave him behind. You were doing he's, so good. He's mid-panic. He's trying to fly the ship. I assume he's... Has no idea how to fly it, and that's my first thought. That's why I said to Stephen, "Well, oh, yeah, because first when he gets in the seat, like scoots him up, he's like, well, there's no buttons.' <laughs> <laughs> why would you knock out too. the only person that can operate this ship? Like little one, kind of helped, but he still didn't know how to fully he's, operate he's it. He's panicking, man. Yeah. Uh, well, he's able to get it up in the air. You have a scene above, right above them, where this killer man—I I don't P-S- know, POS MNU soldier. There we go, <laughs> POS MNU soldier that is just just dying to kill these things. Like, just hates They're trying them. to recapture Vickis. He's just yeah. doing his job at this point, but he's doing it like... Yeah, very, he, he loves like, it way too much. Yes, exactly. He's not doing it like, oh, I gotta do the right thing. Yeah, no, he's, he's like, a, he's I'm a, into this because I like killing things. Yeah, he's a sadist. Yep, absolutely. And he's holding that gun, and he's just, I'm gonna shoot him if you don't open this up, and he's trying to force a way out to open up the bunker, open up the top of the ship, which they don't know it's a ship. They think it's just a yeah. bunker. Uh, well, needless to say that Vickis was able to get the ship started, 
kick that bad boy back up. I thought that was an awesome scene, yeah. too. Yeah, how they're running out of the shack, and you see the ground, like, rumbling and shaking, and everything just being displaced. Mm-hmm. It starts rising from underneath the ground. Throughout the whole movie, they keep switching back between, like, real footage and then, like, news coverage. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they got the news covering that. Like, oh, the ship has just suddenly risen from the ground, and then, like, it gets struck by, like, an anti-air missile. So he's flying for all of about 30 seconds. Man, 30, got up, started shooting, then boom, immediately. Yet again, you think, like, wow, yet again, like... 20 years of work just gone again. Just gone. Like, <laughs> wow. That's brutal. Like, what are you doing? He saw it. I mean, so Christopher was like, being oh. like arrested. Fortunately for them, but also like, unfortunately, like that warlord, hey, warlord ends up like cutting deserved. them off as they're like leaving mm-hmm. District 9 and then just like ends up recapturing them. Mm-hmm. Which I think, did they have an altercation before that? Was like, I think it was, yeah, it's when they were buying weapons. Yeah, because they tried to chop like, off his arm. Yeah, he was going to cut off his arm because apparently... If you consume the prawn, you become the prawn. Yeah, I guess there's still like their a few like, somewhat like voodoo like mm-hmm. kind of uh, beliefs. But yeah, they showed them like eating like a prawn arm before, but like I guess he wants Vicus so that way because he's like an actual chimera between like humanity and prawn. So I guess he thinks like that way he will actually be able to obtain the power from this guy. And my thoughts is when you said that, that it's contagious and their thoughts of like prawn, he probably also thought, oh, I can get this disease. I'm going to become him. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he kept asking him even while he was like killing his own men and he holds a gun up to him. He's like, you're going to give me that arm. How did you get it? I want to know. He left there. Warlord picks them up of this. And thank God during that little, little scene, little one hit away. Yeah, little one. So only Vic has got picked up in this situation, yep. obviously in the prawn as well. That's kind of the uh, little divine intervention that we got in there, a little deus ex machina moment. Yeah, he does some stuff. I guess he learned a lot from his dad just by observing him because he somehow, like, uh, I guess creates like a connection between like that pod and the mothership again. Emits like some sort of like sound or frequency that like resonates throughout this entire city. You see so many windows just shatter. Mm-hmm. And I guess that connects with like a lot of prawn technology because earlier in the movie, you see someone trading like this like kind of like exoskeleton mech that the prawn use. Trading that to the warlords, and that got connected, and that like spots all of them while they're about to like kill Vickis or cut his arm off, and it just obliterates everybody. Mm-hmm. Shoots one cool thing; it looks like a taser onto the warlord's head. I guess I can't really describe that, <laughs> but it's pretty violent. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty, pretty crazy, pretty impressive. But and that then, mech was a woo. That mech was awesome, and then Vickis gets in it because what else do you do when it doesn't shoot you? Super deep scene, too, and it brings us to the point of... God, yes, that scene was probably my favorite scene in the entire movie. Like, him, like, running and guarding Christopher. He's like, just stay in front of me. He's, like, shielding him with his arm. Yeah, taking bullets. I mean, as, as it goes on, he he's slowly but surely just dropping. It, it hurt Boom. him to begin with because I'm pretty sure it, like, connects to, like, their nervous system. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a connect to the back Because it seems like every time, like, the armor got shot, too, like, he somewhat feels it. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, you see, like, whatever, like, his, his little HUD system kind of, like, di- dug into his head. Oh, it's man. not exactly shaped for humans. Yeah, so he's probably <laughs> in more pain than what a prawn would normally be in. Yeah, exactly. But he's fighting through it so well. So well. Like, that whole mech is getting crippled and stuff. You see Christopher getting on the ship. Like, he bought him enough time to get in there. He starts trying to take off. But they... You see one last desperate shot that the commander of the... Well, you didn't mention the whole scene where he was able to connect. You said the mothership, whatever, and that was bringing the mothership to move. Oh, for yeah, For the first yeah. time in 20 years. Yeah. To move. Everyone's obviously... It's a spectacle. You're like, holy crap, this is the first time it's ever yeah, happened. I guess I should have mentioned that because Christopher's not exactly flying the mech. Yeah. It's yeah, so, beaming it up, Scotty. And at this point, Christopher this whole time after that whole invasion is that he thinks Little One's dead or captured. You know yeah. what I mean? So when he sees that, he immediately knows, oh, man, my son's alive. Yeah. 
such a sweet moment. Yeah, uh, the little ones like he's pestering him. He's just kind of like huddled over in pain on the ship. Mm-hmm. He's like, God, okay, we're finally gonna make it. Yeah, just leave me alone a little bit. Yeah, but they get on that little ship, and the mother mothership is trying to get above there so it can suck them up. Also, really cool graphics. Yeah, it's beaming how it kind of beamed it up, and the rocks came with it, just right at the base of the oh ship. Awesome. Yeah, it's almost like someone was going super saiyan. Mm-hmm. Pos him and you, as I guess as we're cast, like calling him, starts taking RPGs, going to shoot it at the uh, ship so that way they don't escape, and then. Super awesome moment because you think the mech's just completely crippled, and then Vickus just raises like the mech arm, just catches the missile, and it just like blows his arm off. Awesome! Not, like not his actual arm, but like the mech arm. The mech he arm. He still felt it. Yeah, it was really, really well done. It seemed like he's crippled as it just like ejects him out the, like the, the machine. He's still he's still fighting though. He's still got kind of crawling. crawling. Yeah, much to, yet again to his fortune as he's about to get finished off by POSMNU. Like all the other prawns show up to his aid. And that was the scene I was referring to earlier. I kind of jumped ahead on that point. <laughs> where you just see how strong a prawn apparently is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess, yet again, can't really dis- uh, discuss that too much. But but a uh, brutal kill. He gets a few shots off on one. He shoots one in the abdomen, but still manages to uh, decommission him. And uh, before we close out this wonderful movie, Let's Talk Movies, I want to give a second to uh, give a shout out to our sponsor, Ink or Die. Omega Level is proudly sponsored by Ink or Die Studios, a unique combination of a tattoo parlor and hair salon. Located at 270 North Dakota Street by Flanagan's, Ink or Die Studios employs the best artists and stylists around. Boasting a friendly atmosphere, helpful, talented, and incredibly creative staff, Ink or Die Studios is the only tattoo shop and hair salon you'll ever need. Stop in, call, or contact them through their social media accounts today to set up an appointment. Prong come to his aid, decommission POSMNU. I'm actually just really enjoying saying POSMNU. <laughs> it kind of rolls off the tongue. They save his life, and you finally go to like the closing of the scene where they have like a few more final like interview kind of shots with his wife, saying that she found a like metallic uh, flower that someone left on her porch, which yet again ties into the beginning how she said that he used to always make her things. Mm-hmm. She said she had friends telling, "Oh, it's just a coincidence. Anyone could have made that." Come on, we all know it's from him. Yeah, I know. But it's like who else is, has like that kind of precision? I don't think humans can like bend. A flower that precisely. I mean, granted, we do have tools, but... And the few shots before that, too, is that they haven't been able to find Vickis. Like, no yeah, one's been able yeah, to see yeah, him. No yeah, one's been able to find him. People think he's dead. Final footage of him just, like, with a helicopter flying over him. Mm-hmm. I guess they never found him, like, running away. I don't know how he could have. And he has his sweet moment talking about how wonderful his wife is. Yeah. Like, she's she just an, like angel. an angel. She's but everyone perfect. says that her wife looks like an angel, but she really does. Mm-hmm. Like, with her whole little um, veil, mm-hmm. like, looking like a halo and whatnot. Yep. See that he really cared for her, and he obviously still does because even though he's like a full-on prawn now, like still making her gifts and leaving them for her, just waiting around for, I guess, three years for Christopher to come back if he can last that long. They still went through with like the whole eviction process, and I think there's, st- I think this final like statistic that they showed, it was like a little text. I think it said there's still like 2.5 million prawns somewhere, like, in, like I guess in a new kind of district because everyone just wants them gone out of District 9. So now there's someone else's problem. Yeah. What a great thing. I, I Pass it off. I don't know if they're still in Johannesburg or not. How everybody, how the UN isn't involved. Like, how is that a one country's yeah. problem? That doesn't make any sense. I mean, yes, it, they are the ones that brought it down. Yeah. But that was the final shot. It transitions from her having this sweet, like, oh, you know, he's making these. Like, I don't know who's leaving them, but it can't be a coincidence. And then it shows a prawn sitting in garbage, making a little flower. Kind of looks at the screen for a second, too, and just goes, like, a little chirping noise. And then boom. Yeah, it was a beautiful final scene. Seriously. It definitely touched me. Thanks for tuning in this week. Hopefully Steven won't be here next week, but I can't see the future. This whole going in and out of the black void, we've kind of gotten used to it. So. I, I won't be here, but you know who will be, still be here? Hmm. Jeff. Woo!
Make sure you follow us on all of our social medias. We are on Facebook as Omega Level Podcast. We're on Instagram as Omega underscore level underscore podcast, all lowercase. We are on Twitter as at Omega Level PCast. That's the letter P. We are on the Anchor app as Omega Level. And we are on YouTube as Omega Level Podcast. Make sure you hit them all up and, you know, don't be stupid. Like our stuff. Mm-hmm.